Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first pencil with Kathy and Mike. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> My name is Mike the Car Guy. With me, as always, the wicked, awesome, amazing car gal and friend to horsies everywhere, Kathy Cruz. Kathy, how are you? Doing well in this Mercury retrograde, uh, free Christmas frenzy. <laughs> Perfect storm of all the... the the atmospheres that can go wrong in this time right <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny because you can certain things will give you like a bellwether and uh we've had i think six or seven people want to get rid of their horses and in case those listening don't know horses are super expensive to keep especially in orange county it's about 500 a month i'd say minimum but it, they also require a lot of time because you have to exercise them and stuff and um Mostly that's boarding because nobody has up a space for them to be at their house. But yeah, I mean, I get it, you know, but yeah, it's, it's something's definitely going on. There's like, I say, six or seven people have reached out already, you know, oh, hey, you're a horse rescue. Can you rescue my horse that I don't want anymore because I can't ride it? Simply take it off my hands. Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we have plenty of space. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh, but it's makes me, it kind of enrages me. But other than that, I'm okay. <laughs> And take over all the costs associated with it too. Oh, of course. Yes, without done. any money. Yeah, that's the other thing when they, they relinquish because mm -hmm. we will take, usually we take the the ones that are older and have issues, right? And yeah, oh, here you go. No, but not not even like $50. Right. I'm over it. It was fun. Um, can you just go ahead and take it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, people, people. Yeah. Well, I let off with ho, 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 because uh, if you're listening in, probably catching it on a replay, it is uh, the 21st of December or right before the big holiday, right before the end of the year. So lots of stuff going on. And the reason I, I mentioned the date is because, you know, as we get towards the end of the year, so many people start to review the past year and look forward to the next year. And Kathy's your e your email, your your newsletter that came out is just full of so many great things. I really, really wanted to, to dive in on it. So it made sense to reference the date and coming into the end of the year. So it makes sense why we're, we're going through some of this stuff. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And it's basically it, just uh, my take on a study from Cox, Cox Automotive uh, regarding the service department. And it just comes down to like customer service and customer experience. It's always down to that. It, it It's, you know, price is a con consideration, but trust and loyalty are, are waning even more, according to the study. Um, and then there's, oh, so we wanted to point out some of the things, just there's three factors that are highlighted in the study of this lack of trust or, or like erosion in loyalty in that. Um, so the first one is perceived overcharging. So customers believe that dealerships charge more than independent shops for similar services. Um, the second one is uncertainty about necessary services. So customers just, they have questions about it and they're recommended by the people at dealerships and they recommend it as essential, but sometimes not necessarily. And the customer is kind of weird about that and not sure, uncertain. And then the third one is uh, just general dissatisfaction with value and this uh, sense among customers that the value received from the dealership's uh, services do not justify the higher costs. So those are the factors that got pointed out in the study. And so 
I went on and just shared like my take on trying to like, and I've worked out like endless customers, like scenarios to kind of figure out ways to delight and satisfy the customer. And so um, Mike was reading it and he had a, a, a story and uh, one, <laughs> one of these, how many did I list? Nine different ways to approach uh, like what you could do, like in the new year, let's say um, that you could improve service revenue because revenue is tied to trust and loyalty. So Okay. And it's so relevant right now because over the course of this year, we've gone from, you know, a sales boom to now a sales yeah. bust. And and that's not me being doomsday. That's just being the ways of the world without going off on a tangent. The front end of the dealership is not where it's at right now. The focus and attention has to be on the backside, the fixed stop side, service drive, because that's what's going to keep your business open. It's going to keep you afloat. And even though this stuff isn't new, it's great to review, right, as we as we end the year. What are you thinking about next year moving forward? One of your points on there, uh, in fact, two of them that I could kind of bring together, enhancing communication and focus on customer education. If there's a distrust, because, you know, if you, if you walk into the service drive and you walk into the customer lounge, oftentimes you'll see a service advisor walk in and say, oh, hey, by the way, um, we noticed that you need this, whether it's a cabin air filter or a brake pad or whatever, you know, it, First of all, they use you know automotive lingo that the customer name may not be familiar with, and they do it real matter of fact because they're in a hurry. They got a lot of things to do, and there's not always that willingness to just accept what someone's saying. And because it's going to cost extra, go ahead and do that. Yes, I'll I'll spend another two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars. And if they're at home, it's even harder, right? You call the customer, leave a voicemail. Hey, by the way, we saw that your car needs a cabin air filter. I can get it done. Call me back. It's going to be a hundred dollars, whatever that is accepting that that word is very difficult you know that's why there's such a prominence of of tools out there with like photo video enabled mpis so you can show the customers with videos you know by the technician and even little things you know that's that's one piece but that's already into the repair right before the customer even gets to the dealership i, I shared with you um back in 2013 i actually lost a job <laughs> because <laughs> It's a funny story. Hard to believe in the car business. 2013. Keep in mind that, you know, TikTok wasn't wasn't a thing yet. Instagram was kind of a thing, but video, you know, wasn't wasn't the primary sharing, right? It was photos and stuff. So there wasn't a lot of places for this kind of thing. But I had a salesperson that worked with me and he knew I was loving the social and we were trying to do all kinds of fun things. And he had an idea. For his customers that he sold a car to, he said, you know, hey, Mike, I want to give these guys, you know, information on what to do for their first oil change. Because at the time, the dealership was paying for the first oil change rather than just say, hey, you know, let us know when you need your oil change. It's it's free. It's over there at the service drive. He wanted to take the extra step to build his customer base. So he came up with an idea. I was going to film him, you know, doing a video where he introduces himself. Hi, folks. It's Joe with uh, ABC Motors. It's been about, you know, 35, 40 days since you took delivery of your vehicle. It's probably going to be time for its first oil change. Wanted to show you where to go and what to do. So we walked, you know, through the service drive. He goes, this is the service drive. You're going to pull in here. Walked into the service office. This is the guy you're going to talk to. His name is Mike. He's my go-to guy. Uh, any of the team in here is ready and able to help you. But this guy I've always worked with, he does a great job. It was just a brilliant idea. Well, as we were filming it, 
the general manager of the dealership pulled in. Uh, it was probably 1030. So yeah, he was right on time as he normally would pull in. <laughs> and as Billy is walking across the drive, he stops and he goes, hey, what are you guys doing? What, 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 whoa, whoa. And he, you know, stops the whole thing, looks at the sales guy and says, you get up front and grab, grabbing up. There's no customers in the service drive. Go up front. That's where you stay. You come into my office. And we started having this heated exchange about why we were doing that. And I was like, look, dude, <laughs> I'm trying to, to build a culture and environment here that people want to work at and people enjoy working at. And it's going to benefit you. And he's like, no, what's going to happen is he's going to become Internet famous. He's going to leave and go to another store and take all my customers with him. I said, here's a thought. How about we make this such a great place to work? that he doesn't ever want to think about leaving. Nah, and it just nah. it, it went downhill from there to a point where, and and I said, I'm not very proud of this, but I actually put my fist through the, the cabinet where the sales licenses are, grabbed my license and says, I'm going out of here and blew out. So that was my one blaze of glory in the car business where I launched, like we always want to, we always have these scenarios in our head, like I'm going to do this. I did it. Yeah. Good, but it was good. based on this kind of stuff. And now a major company like Cox, it's saying this is what it's going to take to increase the loyalty in your service drive and keep your dealership open 10 years later. <laughs> we need to use the technology and the tools we have. Just little videos. Introduce your service drive on TikTok or on Instagram. It takes 30 seconds. And it's not even a video you need to put a lot of time into editing and adding effects to because that's really popular, right? You know, Instagram allows you on Reels, all kinds of cool stickers and effects. You don't even need that. Just a basic video. Have your service manager, have a service advisor, introduce himself, introduce the drive, point it out, you know, show where the, the drive is for customers that are coming in. Do a weekly, you know, series. Have one of your technicians that is doing stuff on a constant, you know, pull a cabin air filter. I mean, one with like yeah, leaves yeah. stuck in it and like, you know, bees and fur and all kinds of, and hold it up and say, folks, this is the air that goes into the, the inside of the class, why they call it the cabin air filter. Is this what you want to breathe or is this and hold up a, a fresh one? You know, all those kind of things that'll help inform and you can make them entertaining. You can make them educational and that'll attract an audience and then when those people are feeling comfortable with you they're going to get your vehicle their vehicle serviced with you and if they're servicing with you because they have the trust guess what else they'll do when they need to replace that vehicle mm -hmm. right brain surgery time <laughs> let's figure this out mm, maybe they'll buy a car here too yeah i think yeah. what it comes down to is culture and because we're talking about loyalty and trust and having just there's the stereotype of the dealer and everyone I talk to that isn't in automotive they all have the same idea and so maybe you know I mean there are some organizations that do have a good culture and do put the customers and the employees uh you know focused they, their behavior their vision their all of that is focused on on customers and it needs to be on employees just as well because employees and customers are intertwined so um, a couple days ago, there's a guy that oh, he shared something. I don't remember what platform it might've been Twitter, which I'm not on very much, but he, he's, he just became a general manager. I still to this day, don't know who he is. Cause he's got a, a Twitter handle that just isn't him. But anyway, he became a general manager a few months ago, but he shared that, uh, that just the concept that 
dealership inventories are coming back to normal, quote unquote, normal pre-COVID. Uh, supply chain issues are are not as prevalent and we're coming back to normalcy. And so his point was that all those junk fees that were being charged during the time when pretty much it was you were taking orders for vehicles rather than selling them are going to go away. And um, I so I re-shared what he wrote, but I said, now all we have to do is figure out how to fix the culture that created those junk fees in the first place. Right. Listen, I'm all for for profit, but you can make, I've proven this, that you can have very, very high profit, very like all the numbers, like hit all the numbers and have really happy customers and your the customer experience is good and your online ratings are good, but it's possible to do that. Uh, but, but the culture is such that, oh, let's just see if we can do this and that and the other, you know, and whatever the market will take. And when someone's desperate ago, for a car, they are going to just say yes because they don't have a choice. But right. two years ago, you could home. get away with that. Yeah. When you had yeah. the only Ford Maverick on the ground, when you had the yeah. only you know Civic Si that was out there at all, you could say, "Yeah, you can buy it," but you'd also need to buy the eighteen hundred dollar paint protectant package. You need to buy the five hundred dollar interior protective package you need to buy the tire and wheel protect you know four five six seven thousand dollars worth of additional costs that may not have been the greatest value to the end consumer and now you know the ftc and then there's been some rulings that are coming down on some of these fees and it's going mm -hmm. to get harder mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be if you just do the right thing in the first place it doesn't mean <laughs> it's going to affect you yeah now if i was a dealer right now i wouldn't be worried about you could have all the rulings you want I do things the right way. My customers see what they're getting. They they appreciate what they're getting. And if they don't want it, they don't take it. And it's nice cut and dry. It's nice and simple. We're transparent. We like to make it quick for the customer. You know, that. but that's me. Mm -hmm. The fact that they have to have a ruling means that it's still going on. And in fact, I, I think I shared with you, I posted in that ruling that one of the fees that was mentioned was... Uh, oil changes for mm -hmm. EV customers. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that that had to be included is because they found enough evidence of customers buying an EV that somebody snuck in a maintenance package on them that includes free oil changes for, you know, three years or 36,000 miles. God. I get it. I, you know, I, I'm a car guy, but I get that. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> no, not cool. No, no. Yeah, I just, so anyway, I think, uh, just to like put a finer point on it. I just wanted to, I'm about the customer and making money. It's those two things. And those two, the, if you want to make more money, you need to be, have happy customers and they have to trust you and be loyal. Somehow. And the best way to have happy customers, have happy employees. Uh, yes. Because but, happy employees treat your customers like they're being treated and it works out. It just works. Yeah. But the, I think the point is that, uh, you don't have to treat customers like shit and only go after the profit. Uh, that is short-sighted. If people won't come back, they'll tell everyone they know how awful of time they had. I don't, I can't believe I'm still having to talk like this. It's, but I, right? it's, it's just, it, it never, it never, it never stops. Uh, I don't know. So, but it, it has gotten better, but it's not, but I just, I think Mike and I are, we're trying to do with a podcast is just try to give you guys we know you're not a dealer, 
unnecessarily. We don't have a lot of dealers that listen to our podcast. We have marketers, we have non-dealership people, right? We have, you know, so, but I think what, at least what we're trying to do is give you some bite-sized nuggets to just take back and try to like apply to your, either your business or that kind of thing, just to your own scenario. Uh, the points that I made are, are yes, they're service department based or automotive based, but you can take that and tweak it to your own. And uh, that's, I think what our main goal is as, as we go forward with the podcast, you know, both of us were maybe me more than you, but have uh, se severe burnout. And so we had to kind of take a break for a while, but we're, we're coming back. And so for the new year, I just think the bite-sized helpful stuff is, you know, we're going to be deliberate about that. And uh, so, yeah. And since you mentioned marketers and kind of non-automotive people real quickly, I wanted to throw this in there. I've been saving it for a little bit. Um, we like to talk about businesses outside of, of automotive and one of the ways that to increase a, your business really quickly is with a, a properly managed and maintained uh, google business profile right mm -hmm. you know that's my favorite thing in the whole wide world a recent um paper from bright local showed some actual data to back up what i've been saying as far as posting images you know i love to post pictures of the businesses that i visit you know at, at night i'll go and i'll put them on the google maps and google business profiles of those businesses because i believe it helps them uh, increase their visibility. Businesses with 100 or more pictures on their Google business profile, which is also their Google Maps profile, receive 52% more website visits and 35% more calls than businesses with less than 100. Okay. What does yeah. that mean? It's free. Yeah. Go out, take some pictures of your business, take some pictures of the inside, take some you know pictures that show it's a business, nice things about it. They can, there's no limit, right? There, yeah. there really isn't they don't have to be professional they don't have to be retouched they just images that show your business what you do what you sell who you are run with it you know that's the one nugget i can share whatever business if you're a florist if you're a restaurant if you're a chiropractor if you're a dealership you need to have a lot of images because people are visual creatures mm -hmm. and the more images you get the higher percentages you're going to get people that click through to your site and call your business yeah and I know the clients that you work with freelance, and I can tell you with Lee, that is 100% a fact. We get a lot of calls. You know, there's a report that comes every month, right? So we get a lot of phone calls. We got a lot of visits to our website. And we're a horse rescue. I mean, not a lot of people are searching for that kind of stuff. But uh, I share every week. I just have a reminder in my phone every Thursday. I just remind myself to upload whatever photos I took. Uh, I'm I'm one of the, I'm the main content uh gatherer shall we say at the ranch so i have uh anywhere from a dozen to 20 photos or videos every week and so i just upload them and 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 honestly if you you know yeah if you have that what if you're like so you're a business that maybe doesn't have isn't a brick and mortar um you can uh uh like me i'm not i'm on google business profile but i'm not I don't have a like physical business. It's all virtual. So, um, but you can think about things that you share on social that can be made into an image. Um, and then your customers, um, if you are definitely like a restaurant or a dealership or whatever, you can encourage your customers and come up with kind of little right. inspirational ideas for them. And that's even better because that Google likes the user generated content stuff. So.
Yeah, good tip. Excellent. And shifting gears uh, on a high note, we want to kind of keep it uh, keep it uh, keep it short and sweet, and and move forward with a little bit more abbreviated format. I did want to mention because it's the holiday seasons, right? Everybody has a favorite holiday song. And one of my favorites is especially uh, relevant this year because a um, gentleman by the name of Mars Williams. What's Mars's last name? I always, always know as Mars. Mars Williams um, plays saxophone, or he played saxophone. I uh, played with a, a local band called The Waitresses for a period of a couple of years. And then he was actually picked up um, and asked to fill in for the saxophonist for the Psychedelic First. Uh, when they were on tour and the psych first loved his ass so much and he did such a stellar job with them he ended up staying as a permanent member of the band for almost 10 years with the with the psych first um but the reason i mentioned that um we lost mars this year uh, a couple of months back and it was it was a bummer but you know like i said earlier when we lose folks especially people that we really really like in music we still get the to enjoy them in the the work that they created and one of the works that he's well known for is a Christmas song that the waitresses did called Christmas Rapping, which um, when it came out, rap was kind of at its beginning. And the song is kind of a rap to more of a, a rock tempo. And the title Christmas Rapping is a play on that. You know, it's, it's spelled W like wrapping your gifts. So it works on a bunch of different levels, but it's also a rap type of song but to a rock beat. So it's it's an, it's a great song. The the sax work in it is awesome. I know you've heard it because it's been used in every Christmas movie that's been made in the last 10 years. It's just a really great song. So that's my musical contribution. Go listen to Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses. I'll put a link in the show notes. <clears throat> um, my uh, take on music this week is something I stumbled upon. I don't know how, but it's one of those YouTube you know, warm I'm sure glad you did because when you sent it to me, that was an hour out of my day that I just <laughs> loved. It's it's a remastered uh, Joy Division concert, I guess you would call it concert. Not, I, mean, I guess that's what you would call it. But they were at the Apollo Theater in Manchester, UK, which is where they were from. Joy Division. If you're not familiar with Joy Division, uh, they were a band in the late '70s. Uh, Ian Curtis was the lead singer and the founder. He committed suicide in May of 1980, and then out of that bloomed uh, one of Mike's favorite hey, bands, uh, New Order. <laughs> and so, I'm sure you've probably heard of New Order. If you haven't, you've heard their songs. And but Joy Division. Um, anyway, they had a concert at this Apollo Theater in Manchester, UK, in October of '79, and it's remastered. It's amazing freaking just, amazing amazing i just can't even believe there's like every time i think we are in such a time that's we're so lucky to be able to like have these things that you never imagined you could see and so i'll put a link in the show notes for that because it's about an hour long maybe a little longer so um, but if you're a Joy Division fan, or if you want to just check it out, uh, you know, grab a cup of coffee, a beer. It will be the want. best hour of your day. Yep. Yep. Take a breather from the holiday stress and the frenzy and uh, and just watch Joy Division because it's it's crazy good. So I second that completely. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are doing good. So we'll take this opportunity to say happy holidays. Kathy, all the best to you. 
Happy New Year. Happy New Year, because we won't get together again until after the New Year. So yeah, Happy New Year, my friend. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. And uh, I'm sure we'll have stuff to say about the New Year uh, next episode. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, have a good, good fun and happy times with your family or your friends, whichever or both. And we'll see you in the new year. Thank you for listening in. Uh, almost a thousand of you have downloaded this uh, podcast just in 23 alone. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we will see each other soon. Bye for now.